Hey everybody, welcome to our Church on the Rock Wednesday night live stream. We are so glad that you're joining us today. My name is Travis, I'm one of the pastors here. Listen, here's what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And that's why we're here tonight, just to worship the Lord, to connect to one another. We felt it would be good for our church family to just get in the presence of God together to worship. And that's our plan for tonight. We're gonna have a few worship songs. Uh, Pastor Michael's gonna speak for a few minutes. I'm gonna speak for a few minutes. And we're just gonna have a great time together spending time with God. So as we jump in, I wanna encourage you right now when you're watching TV, grab your family. Let's close our eyes, let's lift our hands, and let's give God the next few minutes. Sound good? Let's lift our hands. Lord, we love you today. God, we thank you for bringing us together tonight. We just wanna worship you. Lord, we're here tonight because of you, because you're a good, good God. Lord, today we worship you. We, we lift you up. And Lord, accept our praise. Accept our worship today. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. There's nothing worth more That could ever come close Nothing can compare You're our living hope Come flood this place and fill the air. 
Yours is the victory. 
Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me to join us here live at Church on the Rock. And what's so awesome, there's not many in our sanctuary right now, as you could probably figure out, but the presence of the Lord is here. And it's just a powerful thing. And whether you're home by yourself or with a bunch of children and other family members, the presence of the Lord can be there because wherever two of them are gathered, and I'm gathering in agreement with you, and the presence of the Lord is there. So let's continue to invite the presence of the Lord. I want to just take a moment uh, and try to encourage us all in the midst of everything that's going on. Things have definitely been shaken up a little bit. We're out of our routines, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We got time to kind of evaluate. Uh, do we really trust the Lord? Are we really leaning on Him right now during this time of uncertainty? For some of you, a life is continuing to go on, and, and you're working in a, a in a place where they're open right now. Others, maybe you've had to go home. Uh, maybe your kids are home with you. So there's a lot of different circumstances. But I'm going to read a couple scriptures for our offering, and hopefully even in those you'll find some comfort and some hope. And it's Psalm 37. It's verse 3, 17, 18, and 19. It's out of the Passion Version. Verse 3 says, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in His eyes. You know, first of all, when it comes to our finances, it's about trusting the Lord. But this whole faith walk is about trusting the Lord. Hopefully you've given your life to the Lord and you're trusting Him with your life. And that's where it starts. And there was a point, it took a few years, I started trusting him in my finances, where I took that 10%, I returned it to the house of the Lord, the place I was getting fed, and uh, began to trust the Lord in my finances. And that was a big step for me, but a great peace came when I started doing that. So keep trusting in the Lord. Fix your heart on the promises of God, and you'll be secure feasting on his faithfulness. Through all of this, God is faithful, and you need to keep your eyes fixed on his promises. You could be in a house where there's some sickness right now, and you got to feast on Psalm 103 that says, don't forget his benefits, that he heals all of our diseases. He redeems our lives from the pit. Uh, he blessed, because we serve him, we'll bless, he'll bless our food and water, move sickness from our midst. Man, I want to keep my heart on the promises and my eyes fixed on the promises of God. Verse 17, for the Lord takes care of all his forgiven ones, while the strength of the evil will surely slip away. Forgiven ones, those are the Christians, those are the ones that made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. And He takes care of them. Day by day, the Lord watches over the good deeds of the godly, and He prepares them for His forever reward. And here's verse 19. This is the one that ought to get all of us. Even in the time of disaster, He will watch over us. Just think about that. I mean, for some of you, life hasn't changed much, but for some of you, it's, it can be a disaster. You might not get a paycheck. There could be things going on in your life. And the Bible says, even in the time of disaster, He will watch over us, and they will always have more than enough no matter what happens. 
And that no matter what happens, that translates in every language and every Greek and Hebrew, no matter what happens. That means anything can happen. The mountains can go into the sea, uh, whatever the case may be. But God will watch over us no matter what happens. I want to encourage you in that. You know, as far as just tithing, uh, just in a practical way, how do you do that when the church is not open? Well, first of all, you can go online. You can go to our app. You can always go there. And it's not as hard as I thought it'd be because I'm kind of old school. I like to use a debit machine or a check. You can still send things by mail. That All those things work. But what we want to remember as time goes by, hopefully you'll remain to be faithful to your local church so we can continue to be a beacon of hope and a light to the community. And not so much right now, but a few weeks go by, that's when we're going to really start to see the needs of our community. Hopefully your eyes will be open to see what the needs of your neighbor are, that we can be the church. Because the church is not this building, and we're really realizing that, that right now, right now, that it's the people. And uh, so we want to be praying for you. We want to be in position to help our neighbor and help our community. So let me just pray for you right now, uh, whatever's going on in your life. And, but, Father, we come before you. We want to offer up our tithes, our offerings to you, however we do that. But more than that, we want to offer our lives. And we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts that we trust you. We can trust you, Lord, that you watch over us. Lord, nothing's getting past you right now. You're still on the throne. And so we even speak to fear, and we say, fear, you have no place in our minds. We cast you out, and we pray faith will arise. Your promises that say you've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. Lord, you take care of your children. And Lord, now help your children to take care of those that don't know you. And use this opportunity to lead people to Christ. There's a hungry nation out there right now, a hungry world that are looking for answers. And we have the answer, and we want to thank you for that. So I just speak peace to our church family and peace to those that are watching online, whether in their car or in the home. I speak peace to whatever storm might be going on right now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Pastor Michael's going to share with us. Come on in. Well, hello, church family. We are so glad that you're watching this tonight. Uh, Wednesday nights are usually our small group nights, our life group nights. Well, guess what? We've got more life groups going on tonight than we've ever had before, and you have been drafted to become a new life group leader. So if you're watching this at home, uh, that's, that's your job tonight, to lead your family in a, spending time in the presence of God. Well, normally, our Wednesday nights up in Kid Zone, we, are, we do a walk through the Bible. So every week, we look at a new story in Scripture that hopefully at the end of three to four years, your child has gone through every major passage in the whole entire Bible. And it's an awesome thing that we do. It's, some, it's one of my favorite services probably that we do because not only do we get to teach the Bible, but we also get to break up and we spend time in small groups. And in these small groups, our kids get to be separated with kids of their own age, their own gender, and they really get to dig into the Word, not just the lesson that we have prepared, but they get to ask their own questions. They get to really process it and, and just tear it apart in a way that we don't normally do uh, on the weekends in more of our large group setting. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that we do. And uh, over the past month or so, we've been looking at the book of Daniel. Daniel and his friends were in an impossible situation. They had been kidnapped from their homes. They had been torn from their families. They'd been put in a brand new country, in a brand new environment with new languages and new responsibilities. And it would be so easy for them to have fallen in, just fallen in line with everybody else and kind of gone into the background and started living the life that was put before them to live. But as you know, if you've read through the book of Daniel, Daniel and his friends 
were not that. They were not background guys. These were men of God, young men at the beginning of the book, and then, of course, by the end, uh, Daniel is, is much further on in age. But even as young people, they stood for what God wanted them to do. They knew what was right. They knew what pleased God. And no matter what the consequences were for their actions, they were going to honor God. Whether it was eating the king's food and falling in line with all the rest of the the scribes and the students at that time, whether it was bowing down to a golden idol, whether it was uh, giving in to fear when the king had dreams and was going to kill all the wise men because they could not translate or interpret the dreams. Regardless of all those things, Daniel and his friends stood firm in their faith, and they were a great example for what we have. And, you know, right now, what's going on in our country and going on in our community, we don't have the government telling us, do this or we're going to kill you, like they did in the Bible. But we do have a time, unlike any before, at least in my lifetime, to really depend on God. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they told the king, our God has the power to rescue us. But even if he doesn't, we are still going to believe in him. We're still going to stand strong in our faith. And right now with this virus going around, it's so easy for us to fall away, to uh, fall into fear or give up and panic This is a time more than any other that we really get to test our faith. We can decide whether or not we want to believe what God has for us. Is he our protector, like the word says? Is he our healer, like the word says? You get to decide now, right now, whether or not you really believe that and who God is to you. So just like these men that we've been reading about, we now get to take our faith and put it to the test in the face of dire, dire consequences. And tonight was our time that we were going to talk about Daniel and the lion's den. This is probably the most known story in the whole book of Daniel of where Daniel had a choice. He could follow the laws of the land and stop praying and stop communing with his God, or he could throw caution to the wind, stand firm in his faith, and continue to pray regardless of what might happen. And so tonight, I want to encourage you, after we get done with our broadcast here, go into your Bibles, read as a family, read Daniel chapter 6, and we're going to post in the comments of this live post, we're going to put discussion questions for you guys all to just discuss about the, uh, the story. It is about the story, but also how we can apply what we're learning in the story into our own lives. So parents, I really encourage you, take a few minutes, just read that one chapter out of the Bible to your family, look at those discussion questions, and really take some time to unpack this. Talk it through. I promise, dads, moms, don't do all the talking. Your kids are gonna have plenty to say. I'm with them every week, and I know it. They have great questions. They have great things to say. So take some time, really unpack that, but keep in mind, just like Daniel stood firm in his faith, he didn't let fear control his life. He did not let what might happen shake his faith in God, and let's follow that example. Right now with this virus, right now with everything going on all over the world, let's not let fear shake our faith in God. Let's depend on him and trust in him to take care of us. Well, I'm going to pray real quick over you guys, and then I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Travis. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the example that you've given us in the, in the word from Daniel and the life of his friends. Father, we pray that in this time of difficulty, in this time of uh, you know, unrest, that 
your body, your bride, your church, we will be brave, we will have courage, we will be strong, standing on our solid rock that is you and your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Pastor Travis. Amen. Hey, from your couch, give Pastor Michael a round of applause. Uh, He did an amazing job. Uh, Yeah, and also him and his wife are leaders every week leading up at Kids Zone. They do a wonderful, wonderful job. You know, kids, while you're at home, I want to challenge you. Uh, Be nice to your parents, okay? Uh, Be nice to your brothers and your sisters. Uh, Parents, be nice to your kids. You know, uh, our kids have been home for maybe 24 solid hours, and I'm talking to Whitney earlier today, and I'm saying, Whitney, wasn't our house just clean? What has happened? And so we got chocolate milk everywhere. We got 2,000 toys everywhere. So uh, we need to pray that this ends really quick. Uh, we do, but it is, it is good to enjoy hanging out with our kids. Listen, uh, real quick, I want to share with you just a few minutes from what I was praying about this morning. I feel like the Lord gave me uh, just a few minutes to share with you. And again, we are so glad that you're joining us here live. It's great to just connect with the Lord together. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. We're going to look at a few verses starting in verse 15. Here's what the word of the Lord declares. It says, when the servant of the man of God, we're talking about Elisha, rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots were were all around the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? And he said, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17 says, then Elisha prayed and said, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw and beheld the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Last verse, verse 18. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, please strike the people with blindness. And it goes on to say that they were struck with blindness. And if you see later, they're led outside of the city. None of the Israelites there die at all. And God brings about this great victory. So if you kind of know what's going on before this story, what's happening? happening is Israel and the Syrians are kind of battling back and forth uh, against one another. And Elisha, who is a prophet, a prophet is a man of God who God speaks to. And God was speaking to the prophet of God. And he was telling him basically what the Syrians uh, were about to do as far as military strategy. So the prophet of God, Elisha, he would go to the king of Israel and he would tell him what the plan was. And so the king of Israel would make his plan. And so basically it was like the Syrians were one step behind the Israelites. And this happened, if you read through here time and time again, well, the Syrians, they catch word that, you know what? This guy, Elisha, he's a prophet of God. We have to find him. We have to stop him. So they will not be able to know what we're doing. And so we know what happens. They finally figure out where Elisha is. They surround Elisha. The servant of Elisha goes outside and he sees all these horses. He sees all these chariots. And I can guarantee you he gets scared. But what does the prophet do? The prophet comes out and basically he's seeing something totally different. And he prays for God to open the eyes of the servant. And when his eyes are opened, he sees outside of kind of the army of the Syrians, he sees the army or part of the army of God. He sees uh, chariots of fire all around the, the city, all around the other army, all up in the hills, okay? So God, for a moment, kind of opens heaven up and allows, uh, you know, the servant to be able to see in the spiritual world. So basically, this is what's going on. Um, and I, I want our focus just for a second. Uh, to go to this for the next couple of minutes. Elisha, his servant, he comes outside and he sees all these chariots and, and all these horses surrounding the city, and you can guarantee that he's afraid. 
You can guarantee that he's fearful, that he's scared, that he thinks that they're about to die. But what does Elisha see? Elisha sees something completely different. He sees in the spiritual realm. He has his spiritual eyes open, and he sees that God is fighting on their behalf. He sees that God is going to take care of their need. And so Elisha, he prays to open the eyes of the servant. Basically, I can guarantee you when the servant sees what's really going on in the spiritual realm, I can guarantee he's not afraid anymore. I can guarantee the anxiety has lifted. I can guarantee he doesn't think he's going to die anymore. That fear and anxiety, it was replaced with hope and faith. And listen, right now, just like uh, Pastor Mike said and Pastor Michael said, we're in a world today uh, that's facing some opposition. We're facing some chaos. People are looking at this coronavirus and trying to figure out what is next, what, what's going to happen tomorrow or the next week or the next month. People are looking at their jobs. They're looking at the stock market. There's fear that's really out there. And if we're just looking by our earthly eyes, let me tell you, things don't look very good. But what I'm believing and what I'm praying for, for all of us, is that God would open our spiritual eyes and show us what he's doing in the earth and also what he wants us as Christians to do right now in this hour. You know, throughout the Bible, we see times where God would intervene, where God would come and do miraculous things, just like Daniel in the lion's den. And I believe in God's going to do that in our nation right now. Um, though it may look like we're surrounded Right now in our nation and maybe even here in this city with fear and anxiety and helplessness, we aren't. Because in fact, we serve a God who cares for us. We serve a God that's in control. We serve a God that's powerful. We serve a God that's never lost a victory. We serve a God of hope and security. We serve a God that can do all these things. Jesus brings us peace. Jesus brings us hope. Elisha was at complete peace because he knew his God and he knew that God was going to take care of them. We need to realize that today, right now. God is going to take care of us. God is faithful. God is good. And God loves you. You know, if you don't hear anything else for the next few minutes, you need to know that God loves you, that Jesus loves you, that he cares for you, and he's going to take care of you, and he's going to take care of your needs. And what I want to do real fast is I want to look at two things that I believe God wants to open our spiritual eyes to see right now in the times and the season that we're living in. Number one, I believe that God wants to open our eyes to the condition of our own heart. You know, I want you to think, how is my walk with God right now? How's my relationship with God right now? Am I close to God? Am I far away from God? Is my prayer life with God vibrant? Is it strong? Is it kind of pulled back a little bit? You know, am I fighting temptation? Am I running away from, from sin? Or am I kind of just going down a path that I know I don't need to go down? Listen, when things like this happen in our nation, when things are kind of pressing and there's a shaking going on, I think the first thing that it's good to do is check our own heart. Look what 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 says. It says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize that this is about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. And then it goes on to say, I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test. Friends, I want to pass the test. I want my relationship with God to be strong. I want it to be passionate. And I want people to look at my walk with God and want to know Jesus. I want them to, to see Jesus in my life. You know, and I just want to say this too. Friend, if you're listening right now and you're away from God, listen, I want to tell you that right now you can draw near to God. The Bible says that Jesus is literally right there. He cares for you. If you're away from God, the Bible says to get close to God, all you have to do is repent of your sins. That means turn away from your sins. And secondly, we turn to God. We believe in him. We follow him. We make Jesus the Lord of our life. 
If you're away from God right now, this can be a time and moment in your life where you can reconnect with him. I'm telling you, it'll be the best decision that you've ever done. Here's secondly, uh, I'm praying that God would open our eyes to hurting people that are all around us. I think we're beginning to see just in, in certain cases that there's people around us that have needs. With all that's going on in the nation, there's neighbors, there's friends, there's family, you know, right around us that are sick or, or they're not healthy, they don't feel good. There are people right now that are, that are losing their job or they're worried about their job. There's some people that are scared right now about their future. Listen, I'm reminded of what Mordecai told Esther in, in Esther chapter 4. He said, you are here maybe for such a time as this. And I really believe, Christians, that we are on this earth in 2020 with air in our lungs for such a time as this to get close to God, to reach out to people, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus right now. God cares so much about the world. He cares about you and I, and he wants to use you and I to help people in this time of need. So just for a second, I want to give you some practical things that you can do right now to help people. I think number one that we can all do is we can pray for souls. You know, God has called us to go into the world, to spread the gospel, to share the good news. There's people all around us that their major need is they need Jesus. They have a sin problem, and God wants to use us, you know, to pray for them. God wants to use us to be a beacon of light and hope. Another thing that you can practically do right now to help people that are hurting is to check on your neighbors, to check on your family. You know, you can call your grandma. You can call the people next door. You can check on them. There's people with needs right now. There's people that have physical needs. There's people that, that need food. There's people that need toilet paper. But there's also people that have spiritual needs. There's no greater time right now than, than, than to reach out to people, to pray for people, and just offer the peace of God. Because let me tell you, that's one thing that the world cannot offer. It's the peace and presence of God. Uh, another thing that you can practically do is if, if God has blessed you, you can be generous to other people. Now is the time where you can help people that are, that are struggling, people that maybe don't have enough groceries or maybe need help with the bill. We can take care of those needs. And finally, we can serve where we can. You know, we may not be able to meet in big groups and do, you know, big outreach or big serving things, but we can meet one-on-one. -on -one. I believe God is calling us in this season to be a church outside of the walls to meet the needs of people. We can help people right now. Listen, we are in this thing together. God, just like the servant and just like Elisha, he opened their eyes. And I believe God is going to open our eyes right now in this season. Number one, to our relationship with God. I believe we're going to connect with God like never before. You know, make a decision right now. I'm going to push near to God. I'm going to draw near to God. Because the Bible says if I'll draw near to God, he'll draw near to me. And I think also as we begin to serve people, as we begin to look like Jesus to our neighbors, to our family, to our community, to the people that we're working with, I believe that they are going to get closer to God too. And just God's going to do amazing things in this time. Listen, this is our greatest hour. I'm so glad that you tuned in. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Um, I want to pray here in just a second. But as soon as I get done praying, I want to remind you that our youth, they are actually having uh, a, a service right now, a mini service. They're doing a few worship songs. Pastor Cole is preaching. So right after I say amen, let's tune in to Pastor Cole and let's check out what's going on in the youth. Hey, let's bow our heads. Pray with me. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for just allowing us to gather together in our homes and just connect with you. Lord, we want to say that you are good, that you are faithful. Lord, I pray right now that we would not have the spirit of fear, but Lord, that we would operate in, in, in love and peace and joy. God, we know that you're in control. God, would you use us right now to, to help a world that's confused? God, we know that you have the answers. And Lord, we know that you didn't cause any of this stuff to happen, but God, you will use it to bring glory to your name. 
Lord, we love you. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you.